Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. Again, uh, no midweek fixture for, for Rangers, but always uh, a lot going on. So a lot to get through again tonight. But with me, got the two Davies, starting with Davy P. How are you, Davy? I'm good, Mason. Yep, good to be uh, back on. Look forward to the game on Saturday. We'll see how it goes against Livy. Livy are the closest club to me. They're not too far away from me, about five miles, ten minutes in the car. I still wouldn't go into their ground, though. <laughs> well, it would be packed with uh, range of supporters uh, this week, and that's one good thing about going to Livy, apart from the pitches, we get free stands uh, where we don't get, you know, nowhere near as much anywhere else. Um, also, we've got David Tomlinson. How are you, David? Yeah, fine, thanks. Do you, do you not like macaroni, David? <laughs> Are you allergic to it or something? <laughs> Spaghetti hard. <laughs> no, fine. Um, no, I'm looking forward to talking about Rangers again. Not a lot to talk about football-wise, but uh, quite a lot of press conferences this week. Neil's done a couple. So, no, quite a lot to talk about, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, before we get on to Michael Bill and, and the, the first interview that we'll touch on, the, the Rangers TV one, I want to just start with, with that, the news that Dave King... Uh, as ended his, ended his share deal with Club 1872. Um, Davey P, uh, start with you on that. What, what was your thoughts on that? Was it a bit of a surprise that he's he's pulled the plug on it? Uh, not really, Mason. I think it was a daft idea to start with because what you're asking the Rangers support to do is to essentially hand over money to Dave King rather than hand money to Rangers. So uh, I think given the choice, most Rangers fans would be... Uh, of the mind that they would just rather hand money to Rangers Football Club rather than Dave King. So, I mean, Dave King, for me, guys, one of the biggest names in, in the history of Rangers Football Club. So, for what he did for us, you know, he saved us from the abyss. Uh, but I think the, the support in general is a, it's a bit of a hard sell because 
it was not an insubstantial amount of money he was looking for, you know, to take his shares out, just kind of liquidate, you know, the, the shares that he had and pass them on to uh, through Club 1872, which I'm not against in principle, but I just did not see that amount of money going from the Ranger support to Dave King rather than from the Ranger support to Rangers. I think our preference would be to help the club out as much as we love Dave King, but I, I think it was doomed from, from the word go. Yeah, he's, he's, he's four reasons for it was, um, as, as Dave P just touched on there, was some supporters would prefer to put their own money uh, into shares directly. Um, some supporters would support fan ownership, but not with Club 1872. Obviously, everything that's gone on uh, the last few years with, with who you know is involved with that um, and the, the difficult economic um, conditions um, that you know we know everyone's living in at the moment. So, um, David Tomlinson, what, what's your thoughts on that and? You know, what does it mean for, for Dave King uh, going forward? Well, I wasn't surprised that it didn't work because, I mean, supporters tried to get, what was it, 13 or 6, 7 million together to, to buy it. I think it was, a, it was a pipe dream. And, yeah, especially in, in the two years that he was expecting it to be done. But from what I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people wouldn't pay it. There's, there's, most of the people have stopped paying into to Club 1872, and um, there's a lot of dismay about it. And I even heard somebody saying at the week that the whole thing was a, a, a scheme set up by Dave King to actually get his shares back. Uh, so there's a lot of mistrust that way. A lot of people have taken it against Dave King, and, and he's, he's not the old friends now everywhere. But it seems that the, the one thing that, that really, I mean, I, I, I can't really say because I've never been in Club 78, I've never paid it, uh, any money into it. But um, the one thing that that sort of uh, would have annoyed me was that uh, they 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 took they made everybody not members but contributors, and so it means that, and there's all you you've only got to say if you're a member or something like that, and there's only a handful of members, and uh, no that would that would have really done my head, and I must admit that because uh, it just seems to be. The board, the whole board, is tied up up in knots. That only, I mean, now you've got about six people sitting in in, in all the shares that they own, and no, that's that's not it's not a healthy way. I think the only way for club, I don't think they'll ever get back to what they were, but the only way that they they'll ever get anybody to 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 trust them again is for the whole board to step down and for new people to come in. Yeah, no, no, I, and you know, I would like to see King back involved. Um, but I don't. I think that's that's you know not going to happen, um, unfortunately. Um, but I thought we would uh, bring it up and say we haven't spoke about board issues for a long time, which is which is what we you know we don't want to be doing that. But um, thought we'd get that one in. But but Davy P, moving on to the the interview with with Michael Bill with Rangers TV this week with Emma Dodds and, and Kevin Kevin Thompson. It was about nearly an hour hour long. It was a, a really good good listen. And and anyone that you know listening to this, I would. I would say go and give it a watch back um, because, you know, we know Bill, when he when he talks, you do just get engrossed in it, which obviously is a big change from what we've had previous um, under under Van Bronckhorst. But but Davey P, you know, the, I'll touch on the first thing that, that he said was, I thought was interesting was, you know, the players that are out of contract, futures are still undecided. And he said that it would depend on if we pick up one or two trophies um, you know, hopefully all three, but obviously that's 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 very unlikely. 
um, that will decide their own futures, which I think is good. But, you know, even if we do manage to win, you know, the two cups, I, I still think, you know, changes are going to be made regardless this summer. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, he's made it quite clear to them that, you know, this is all, it's a results-driven business, as Gio found out, you know, not too long ago. It's the same for Michael Beal and it's the same for the players. I, I think, to a certain extent, the players are cocooned, you know, from the bad results which and, and bad performances, you know, when we all look to Michael Beal. But I, I think some of them have to take, they have to take responsibility. You know, Michael Beal, once they cross the white line, you know, they, they take on the game plan and, and off they go to uh, put it into practice. And their ability or inability to do that is, is where they should be judged. So the, the pretty much their, their future is in their own hands. If they perform, then they have nothing to fear. If they don't perform, then you know that a conversation will be held in which uh, they may not be best pleased with the outcome. So it's entirely up to them, which I think is a healthy thing because that will be a competition. So they'll, they'll be uh, applying themselves like never before, knowing that if they don't perform, then uh, they will not be Rangers players. So I've got no problem with that at all. I think it's, it's a fact of life. And the, the problem that when you, as soon as you, some of these players, you award them three and four year contracts on tidy sums of money, you know, and Rangers are now duty bound to honour that contract. I th it depends on the, t the type of character that they are, but I think for some of them, you know, that's uh, the the competition to isn't quite there. You know, the work ethic, which uh, is, should be required. I mean, that should be absolute prerequisite to sign a, a contract with Rangers. But as we've seen, you know, the, the, they vary endlessly. Football players. Some of them would apply themselves for 10 quid and some struggle on £35,000 a week. So it's a mixed bag. But I'm sure in the summer, Michael will be whole. They, they will all get the report card. And depending on the, the, the results of that report card, uh, some of them will be leaving. There's no doubt about that. The squad, as he said, is, is too big. And there are people in there drawing a healthy salary. We're not getting any value from it. So these, these things have to be corrected. Uh, over over the, the longer term. So I think that there will be some serious changes in the summer. I think Michael will be keen to uh, further put his stamp on the squad and uh, more power to his elbow, I say. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, we're five minutes away from, you know, an absolute perfect start under on, on Bill. And we know performances, we've been on here enough and moaned about the performances. Um, but, you know, if you look at it, the results is always the, the main thing and, and we've been ticking them off. Davey T, what's your thoughts on on not only, you know, I know we've got some question, you know, comments in about injury, Ryan Jack again today, which we'll come on to. That was in the presser today. But do you think that Bill's already made his mind up on who he wants here uh, next season? Well, he should should have. He's uh, one of the things he, he should have done right away is he, when he came in is sussed out who he wants to keep and who he wants who he doesn't want to keep. Obviously, there'll be changes. Uh, just what he said, players that he wanted to come in will be more expensive uh, now, possibly, and won't be able to afford them. Um, now, and injury players have uh, Jack's injured again, then uh, yeah, somebody that's that's missed most of the season, the last two seasons, I think he's, he's most mostly missed it. But Bill said himself there were big changes in the in the summer, so I, I think uh, he'll, he'll need to do that now because he's already brought it out in public. But I think 
he, he, he would want to do that anyway. And he's he obviously stated as well there's not a lot of money, so that I think most of the players will be players that are out of contract or maybe one or two sort of a pricey players, but not a lot. It certainly won't be uh, about six, twelve million pound players. So they'll they'll just be players out of contract. No, the the one that I think you're coming on to talk about was a goalkeeper. Um, uh, and he, the thing that the Bill said was that he wants two players for every position, plus three uh, strikers and three goalkeepers. He says that the third goalkeeper can be a a, a younger player, uh, but the, he obviously wants two good goalkeepers. Now that that if we take it that McGregor's going away, prob probably, and McLaughlin hopefully doesn't stay. Um, then, then it just leaves um, the 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 third keeper and uh, I've, I've lost his name for a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, McCrory. Yeah, um, it just means uh, that that he's left. Obviously, he's not been trusted up till now because he's not at a game, although he's been injured now quite also quite a while. Uh, but he's never been trusted with the first team, so are they just going to throw him into the first team? I, I doubt it. So obviously we're going to have a big namekeeper in coming in, and a striker. If Morelos goes, then uh, obviously we're not going to get a fee for him. Then, uh, then, then we'll need to need to get. Well, it depends what he does with Roof. I don't know when Roof's contract's up. Is it? Is he got another year yet? I think he's got another year, Roof. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're talking about Roof staying, and then you're talking about Cholak. He'll still have probably you know another year in his contract at least. You're talking of the A2 and then we'll bring in probably one one other striker. Yeah, I mean, again, with, with Kamar Roof, I think I think Bill Bill really rates him. Um, he speaks about him a lot, but I think if we we can move him on and put them wages again to someone more reliable, you put him put him in the same bracket as Ryan Jack um, and, and Phil Holanda, who is still injured. Um, Davey P, I was going to touch before we come on to, to links with a goalkeeper. I just want to. Come back onto it. He spoke about Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos, and he said that if they do leave um, this this summer, that they, they, they're going to be going out the, the front door and and uh, are going to be praised for for the service they've given the football club. Would agree with that absolutely. Um, but you know that he was. He, I think with Bill, some of his comments, and he's not he's not really sat there and fought through them as Gerard did. I think Gerard. Was was someone that he pre-planned his press conferences and he, he didn't really give much away. And when he did, he, he let he sort of let you know, uh, he let us know. But I think Bill sort of does like a, a throwaway comment. Um, you know, out of them two, we just got a question in here for, from Teddy Bears, and he said, "Do you guys think that Kent has signed a pre-contract?" Um, I doubt it. I think if he would have, I think that was something the football club would have wanted to sort of announce straight away. Well, if, if Kent has signed a pre-contract, we, we should know quite quickly. Well, we'll certainly know before the end of the season because there'll be no further contract talks with uh, Ryan Kent. So if those those not taking place, we'll, we'll tell its own story. So you're hoping that uh, their form towards the end of the season, you know, we've got a lot to play for. We've got the, the, the final in two weeks and we've got the Scottish Cup. And I think if we were to achieve both cups and, and, and run them as close as we can in the league, then it will have been an excellent start for Michael Beale. So, so that, and I'm hoping that the, the players who will be negotiating contracts will 
we'll see that as a cue that you know this is a club, this is a team which uh, will be on the up and, and improving, and it's somewhere that they would uh, want to sign up to. As to whether Michael Beale would want them to sign, that I think that that discussion will be held nearer the end of the season when you know we've their form between now and then will will, will largely colour the the degree of willingness of Rangers, you know, to to lay money out or, or in terms of you know signing Ryan Kent and and Morales for you know further three years, maybe with a view that you know in eighteen months that they move on. So. But clearly, it's it's all hinges on on their form between now and then, and I think that's true of, of lots of players within that squad. He did say today that you know he's looking to get a core of seven or eight players, which uh, will be the mainstay of his team going forward. And you can see the guy like Connor Goldson were clearly going to be one of those. You know, the the two guys he's just brought in the door certainly Raskin you would think would certainly be uh, one of those. Uh, I'm hoping that Ryan Kent would continue to be one of those. But uh, <clears throat> I think he sees the the model of the team uh, a, bit, a wee bit differently from the model of the team that he has at the moment, where you know we're seeing changes. Uh, and on Sunday, we'd seen seven changes. I don't think that uh, would be ideal. I, and I don't think that would be something that he would do Occasionally, we might do it occasionally, but certainly not routinely. There would be a <clears throat> he wants a core of players, two players for every position, but I think there would be a preferred candidate for each of those uh, positions in most instances. So there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> questions to be answered, you know, in between going through the whole squad. I mean, Ryan Jack, for instance, I think uh, Ryan Jack probably knows himself. I don't think he would uh, have to, that would be a very brief conversation. I think with the the fact that you would uh, call him in and sit him down would tell Ryan Jack all he needs to know about the conversation that's going to be held. We uh, we can't rely on Ryan Jack, and I would I would ping Kemar Roof into that that category. He's just not reliable. So we need we need more Connor Goldsons and less Kemar Roofs in a nutshell. <clears throat> not absolutely reliable is what we need. And just I'm just going to quickly come to this this question from Corey. Uh, listening to the, the Premier League pod last night that we do weekly and, and anyone that does like your English football, um, we, we're doing that weekly, so keep an eye out for that. But yeah, Gerard's been linked with a Leeds job. Um, not sure whether he get it or not. Can you see Kent going to, to them? I would be shocked if Kent left us to go to the Championship, in, in all honesty, Curry, to, to answer that. I think he's got to think very carefully um, about if he does leave us. I think you see someone like Joe Aribo who set to, to be playing in the Championship uh, next season. You know, I think that, you know, Bassi obviously a little bit different going, going to Ajax, but, you know, he, he's had his problems there. I think there's not many clubs like like ours and uh, I think Kent, I, I can't see him going to, to a better club, that's for sure. David Tomlinson, just, just to finish up on, on transfers and, and what Bill said on, on the Rangers TV interview, another comment I thought was, was really interesting. He said that all the preparation for the, the summer's transfers will be done. They'll start to doing them now. Um, and he said the club won't do anything off the bat. Um, and I think that's, you know, you look at Van Bronckhorst definitely last January um, and you think back to the Diallo signings and Ramsey that come up apparently sort of mid-Jan. Um, so that wasn't that wasn't planned. Um, but it's just even it's just things like that with, with Bill. It, it's the planning that, that he's, he's, he's obviously, you know, looking forward. It's not doing something 
just out of the blue, which which is something that that I think definitely with transfers and Gerard, you know, he was part of it with Gerard, which is which is obviously really really important. Yeah, well, just just to go back to the the, the Ryan Kent bit, um, you've got to look at Beale and and think was is Ryan Kent not telling Beale if he signed another contract, if he signed a pre-contract, then you've got to think Beale's always been saying. He's got to be transparent and, and up and upfront. So is he not is he not being clear with us? Is he not being transparent with us? The other part to that, of course, is if he tells us that Kent's leaving, then the fans might turn against Kent and he won't get anything out of him. So it's it's, it's a sort of a tricky situation he's in. I don't know. I don't think he has signed a free contract, to be honest with you. Because I think I think he would have at least said, um, there's a good chance that, that, that Ryan will be gone next year. But I, I, I mean, I don't think he would, uh, he would kid, kid the fans on that much that he would say that he would sort of a lie to us. I think it would put him down a lot if, if it was came out. And these things do come out. So that's that. The second thing I wanted to say, is, and I'm going to lose what your question was in a minute, but <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say, listen, we need the whole midfield gutted. We need we need them all out. We need Lundstrom away. We need uh, Jack away. Um, Hadji, I'm sort of a dodgy about as well. I think we could probably replace Hadji with a with a better player. Although if Hadji's back in for him, then he's a good player. But um, but so the but Lundstrom and Jack and Kamara are the three that for me need totally cleared out. I don't know whether we can afford to do that. In one window, I doubt it. So it'll probably take a few few windows. But we need the the whole midfield needs to be gutted. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that um, I don't agree with with, with Lundstrom to, to be honest. But we know your thoughts on John Lundstrom. We're just seeing some of the comments uh, coming in. Um, but Hadji, to me, to me, Hadji doesn't get in our best eleven when everyone's fit. I think Tillman's proved that. On his day, Tom Lawrence is the one. I think Tom Lawrence over Hadji every day of the week. I, 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 if someone comes in with a decent bid for Hadji, I wouldn't be against sell, selling it. I think he's a decent squad player, but I don't see him sort of breaking into that that eleven. But again, that's that's one that that's up for for debate for sure. Some someone needs to explain to me how many good games John Lundstrom's had in two years. Somebody needs to explain that to me because he, he, he had about three good months. And he's he's a he's a dressed he's been crap. I mean everybody wanted rid of him after six months. So then the he had about three then the about whole. three good months and this season he's been he's, he's not been good at it again. So how long are people gonna keep saying, Oh, he's great? He's I, don't, not, I, don't, I don't get it. Look, he, there was a there was a big hype towards the end of last season. I, I agree with there with, with the Europa League run, him scoring the goal. Um I absolutely agree, but um, I think the whole team, to be honest, Davey, has not been has not been great. Um, I think the midfield has been a problem area. We've got too many players that are the same. Davey P, let's bring you in on this then. John John Lundstrom. Um, if there was an opportunity to get rid of him in the summer, would you would you look to do it? No, I wouldn't. I would uh, keep John Lundstrom. And I'm going to uh, put in my diary that I have to speak to David Tomlinson on the 27th of February. You know, so. Two, a week and Monday, David, I'll be calling you to explain to you why John Lundstrom should stay with, and I'm going to provide you with video examples after he's, he's ragged all that lot all over the all over Hamden. 
Dave, no. we don't need we don't need a player for one game a season or four games a season. We need a player that's going to be playing all games a season. And John Lundstrom is not given us that. And all the time he's been here, except for three months. Well, I think the last twelve matches in which we've won them all, except one, would suggest that we actually do need some players for four games a season, because that's the games that matter, and it's the winning of those games that will win as the league. So the only drop points since Michael Beale came in has been, have been against them. So if we'd hadn't managed to win that game, you know, we'd have uh, we'd have clawed it back, clawed back a bit of it, you know, and we've got two further league matches to go. So. Uh, I, I think Sunis made the same mistake, isn't it? When you know uh, the Celtic game is just another game, but he then later came round to say, "Well, actually, I was wrong about that." So these games are hugely important, David. And uh, I think John Lundstrom is uh, is 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 one of our uh, first picks for these games. So I, I think against Livingston on Saturday, against Ross County, against Motherwell, you know. So if John Lundstrom isn't absolutely tearing down bloody houses, and then. I'm okay with that. We've got other players, but uh, when, when it, it becomes a bit of a, a battle, as it will a week on Sunday, then uh, I think John Lundstrom will be come into his own, and you, you, we will see the benefit of him there. So, as I said, you know, we, we can have the chat on the twenty seventh. <laughs> I, I, I just think there's better players out there with that fight, with that hardness, that are more technical footballers and better footballers, and can run. <laughs> It's gonna. This is this one will, will rumble on, but uh, until till the end of the season. But I do think it's a good marker that twenty seventh day because I think going by Bill's press conference today, he's he's a doubt for for the weekend. Um, so it'll be interesting. I, I think he'll definitely be back for for the game against them next Sunday. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do understand where David T is coming from as well. To be honest, I think he, he has been frustrated, John Lindstrom, but I I wouldn't be getting rid of him. I'd be looking at that partnership with with him and Raskin. Um, which we'll come on to in, in a little bit. David P, I'm going to stay, stay with you for, for the next one. Um, we've been linked with Angus Gunn um, of Norwich, goalkeeper. He's six foot five, um, which, which I didn't realise. I see that see that earlier today. Um, he can play for Scotland, and I, I think the rumours are that he will get a call up um, pretty pretty soon. Um, I think he, he's not back. I'm pretty sure he's not back at a Scotland call up a few a few years ago when he was. England under under 21s. He played for him since he was 16. Um, David P, do, do you know much about uh, Angus Gunn and is he someone that you could see being a, a Rangers number one? Well, I don't know much about him. I, I know of him, obviously, with his, his dad being Brian Gunn and, and from Ajax Aberdeen and, and Norwich. So, I mean, I'm old enough to remember uh, that guy. But I know that he's uh, he has been back in the, the Norwich team recently. And he has played uh, youth football for England, you know, through the various uh, age groups. And he did actually manage to uh, get himself into one of Gareth Southgate's squad in about 2018 when he was on the, the fringes of the full international squad. But he, he actually missed the cut for the for the full squad. So he was on the brink. But uh, I think he's... He's been out on loan a couple of times, but I think we would have to do our homework, you know. But certainly, uh, he's he's quite experienced. I think he's twenty-seven, so this is probably about the perfect age for, for to get a goalkeeper who you would say then, you know, we could take for five or six years and be one of our two mainstays. Because I think we'll need a couple of goalkeepers in the summer. I'm hoping that he'll be one of them. But certainly, a uh, six foot five, you would you would see. I'll, I'll do a wee bit more research on that. But uh, we've obviously got some 
some months before this is all going to come to fruition. And I'm sure we'll be exploring a few candidates, but certainly I think he's he's the type of player I think we should be looking at, you know, who's who I think we will get for a reasonable fee, who's about the you know mid twenties, the the correct age where, you know, that they've probably got another you know, five, six, maybe ten years in the you know goalkeepers. So, and there may even be like in a resale value if we can. He's, he's kind of the he would fit the bill of the player trading model, though, where we could take him for a few years, you know, improve him, hopefully on the on the training ground, and uh, get you know four years, five years of goalkeeping performances out of the guy, and then be able to sell him on because uh, even in the early thirties, goalkeepers will go for daft money. So. I'm hoping that we can uh, he can fit that bill. It, it, it definitely, I think there's definitely something in it. Um, Curry again with another question as he fell out with, with Norwich. Um, I think he's just come back back into the team. I think he was dropped originally, and he I think I'm sure he played the last game um, there. I think he's only kept two clean sheets out of 16. But again, I wouldn't read that too much into that. Just blaming it on on the goalkeeper because you know Norwich have had a, a really poor season where Dean Smith has been sacked. Um, the only thing I would say any time that I've seen um, Gunn play is he's six foot five, but he doesn't command his box enough for me, um, which is something that we, uh, with McLaughlin of recently, and, and obviously McGregor the last 18 months is something that we, we we want sorted. I think there's better out there for, in terms of, you know, you said there, uh, Corey, about wages and fee. I don't think a fee would, would be an issue. Um, if if they want to get an, a new number one, but I think wages wise, I think we could, I think we could probably do better than that. David T, what, what's your thoughts on on Angus Gunn? Is he someone that you've you've uh, heard a lot of, or is there a goalkeeper that you'd like to see us go for? Oh, the whole, the, the first thing I thought about was if we had an Angus Gunn, we he'd save every freaking one and keep us on the fields highway. <laughs> but um, no, um, another keeper that. <laughs> there's, there's there's one keeper I would uh, I would I would really like Rangers to look at, but I don't know what it would cost. Was FC Twenty goalkeeper? Uh, I think he's really brilliant. He was the second keeper from Schalke last year, and we were looking at the first keeper from Schalke, I believe, for a while. But he was a second keeper, and he went to Twenty, and he's been absolutely brilliant this season. Absolutely great. He's kept Twenty in in the games a lot of times, so I'd quite like them to look that way. But I, I don't know enough about Gunn, I must admit. I had a wee quick look at him tonight uh, on, on your YouTube films, but I haven't seen it. Norwich is not a team that I've followed a lot, so I haven't really. But he seems to have a good pedigree. He went from uh, Norwich to Manchester City and then from Manchester City to Southampton for £13.5 million, I believe. And then uh, then I don't know what it costs to get Norwich back to him, uh, to, to get back to Norwich, but um, no, he seems to have a good pedigree and uh, no, English under-21 keeper, and sometimes people lose their way, you know, and and, and, and can't get into a team, so there th- might be a good move for him, and yeah, 27-year-old is not, not old for a goalkeeper, so I, I would, if, if Rangers think he's good enough for us, then, uh, then, then I would say yeah, although they thought McLaughlin was good enough for us, that, that turned out not so good. Yeah, no, that, that that's it. Um, but just yeah, just just another one there. Shamal George of um, Livingston has been another goalkeeper links. I think he come from the, through the youth at, at Liverpool. I'm pretty sure. Um, they all said 
said recently that he worked with him, so he'd be someone that that he knew. But again, I'd like us to sort of aim better than that. Um, but I can't give any names uh, on that on that at the moment. Davey P, um, back to you then. I want to, you know, Malik Tillman. Obviously, there was a lot of talk on the pod about him Sunday and his performance, and you know, all, we're hearing all different things. Whether we, you know we're going to sign him or Bayern are going to call him back, and and what the, the deal is, but. There were some really interesting comments that he made this week. Um, well, we all knew this anyway, but I thought it was quite interesting that, that he came out and said it. And he he said that Van Bronckhorst's um, manner of football was far too defen- defensive and that we're a team that's expected to score goals. Um, what was your thoughts on on obviously Tillman, um, Till- Tillman saying that? Because I think there was times you could see Tillman, even, even at 20 years old, being really frustrated in that structure that uh, Gio had us in? Well, I think Malik's only confirming what we already knew because we were watching it every week in terms of, you know, our, our ability to be positive and get up the park. So uh, all he's done is just uh, confirmed what we already suspected. So uh, nothing new there, but I, I did watch uh, PSG and Bayern last night. Malik will do well to get into that team. He's obviously a very talented young man. But uh, Bayern are, are, are a quality outfit. So I don't think we will be competing with Bayern Munich for Malik Tillman's signature. It may be others, but I'm hoping that the, the terms of this deal are that Rangers will uh, have first shout as long as we stump up the money, in which case we just have to find the money. If that means uh, flog Hadji, then we do it. It means flog Hadji and Roof, then we do it. So uh, because... You can see this guy's got uh, got something a wee bit special. Uh, I would be uh, moving heaven and earth to, to get Malik Tillman. Yeah, and I absolutely agree. And David T again coming back to the game on Sunday. Um, probably something we didn't touch on enough uh, when we spoke about the incident um, um, was that Bill was protecting uh, Malik Malik Tillman quite a bit. Um, again, you know, after the pod on Sunday, you listen to. Listen to his, his press conference after it. And I think the decision, again, I don't want to go back and make the comments go mad with it, the debate again, but it's it definitely a good decision there in terms of, because you knew what was going to get thrown at, at Malik Tillman if if we didn't allow um, Pi Fizzle to, to, to equalise. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, well, I, I think I think you still think it was the right decision, but uh, I'm going to admit that I didn't think the stamp was as bad as it was. When I seen the stamp back later on, 
then there's a definite red card. That guy should have, that guy should have been off the park. And how far missed that? The, the referee missed it and then far missed it. I, I don't know. But he should have had a red card. I agree. I think Davey brought that up last week as well. And that's one thing that, that, that definitely should have happened. Uh, for, the, for the rest, it's just that I mean, it, was, it was a comical situation, really. But I, I still think it was the right decision. I think uh, keeping Tillman in, uh, in the, out of the sort of a main use, put it that way, although it was main use, everybody sort of agreed with it. And then in, in, in the social media, just the half of the Rangers supporters didn't. But uh, I think even I think even Mr. Pollock came round in the end to, to, to sort of say that he was right. So but once he had, once he had cooled down, <laughs> so... Uh, no, it's, uh, if you can turn Davies' uh, mind, then then you can turn anybody's mind around. <laughs> Davy, I actually I'm left because I wanted to ask you about that as well. Did has your mind changed? Obviously, you know you've done the daily update. Um, yeah, I think uh, you know with the benefit finds it, and I think it's uh, the result is probably you know as the dust has settled. I mean, I, to be honest, I was actually uh, astonished at the level of coverage that this incident got. I mean, it was. National news, I think we we were making, and you know it was really getting uh, quite preposterous. And the number of people who were who had something, to, an opinion on this matter, and and Michael Beale is is probably correct. You know, Michael Beale is correct, and that you know the, the 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 bigger game, you know, at the game itself, and you know we're we wanting to just get through the ninety minutes. Rangers to score more goals than Partick. We've scored a perfectly good goal. You know, we're two one in front. You know, mission accomplished. So the rest of them. Whereas I think Michael Beale was big enough, to, you know, to just step back and see the bigger picture and say, "Do you know what? If we take this goal, you know, and and do not respond, then uh, you know it could be there could be a problem, an ongoing problem for Malik Tillman, who's a twenty-year-old boy, a stranger in a strange land. You know, do we really need him all? The, hand him all this baggage, so. I think Michael Beale probably was thinking just a little bit clearer than I was in terms of uh, his response to the situation because I, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it at the time, but Michael Beale's uh, clearly far smarter than I am. So well done, Michael. No, well, I didn't expect that one coming uh, after after Sunday, but I think a lot of supporters are the same in all honesty. I think that, you know, once you, you hear... Um, and you sort of again. I know we're getting comments that that some people don't think is right, and that's what that's what football is all about. I think if we agreed on everything, it would be it would be boring. But um, yeah, I think right decision there from from Bill David Tomlinson. There's one thing can I just say, Mason, before you yeah. go any further. There's, yeah. I, I would just say if he tries it against Celtic, I think he'll be hanging from the club deck. <laughs> There's no, there's no chance of that. I don't think. I think he uh, again, actually, on the press conference today, he was asked about that, and he very quickly shuffled that on. So uh, I think we know. Yeah, we, we can all know where that one's going. But um, on the presser today, um, we've already touched on it. But but Ryan Jack um, has got got an issue, um, which I don't think we'll see him playing on Saturday. Apparently, Raskin as well after his first game in in a long time it isn't a hundred percent, and obviously John Lundstrom's touch and go. So. David T, who who plays in a midfield for us this Saturday? Glenn Kamara's in there on, on his own at the minute by by the looks of it. No, I think Raskin's okay. It was, it was just to put down to fatigue that he had. So I think Raskin will be will definitely be in the team. Um Lundstrom touch and go. 
yeah, that that that's normally he'll be there. But uh, no, I think uh, the, yeah, Lundstrom or Kamara, I'll, I'll be happy with both of them. Jack's obviously out, uh, but no, that's uh, I, I think I'll be quite happy with Kamara as well. Although it's, it's that park, you don't really know. It's not really great for football football player. Uh, it's, it's mostly yeah, a sort of a Lundstrom that that, that just runs. And, and and energy and 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 tack, have tackles is maybe the better choice, but um, I'll be quite happy with the two. Whoever, obviously, Beal's going to play uh, with two sitting midfielders. That's the way he says he wants to go. Personally, I would I would rather see uh, Lowry or something coming in, just playing with, with one at the back and and have Lowry, or having Kamara and and, and on each more advanced role. Uh, but I, I think we've plenty of choices. I don't. I don't think we need to stick to to just uh, Lundstrom or or Kamara. Even I think we've, we've more choices that, that we can bring in and and play now. That's that's the thing. Since Todd Cantwell's come in, um, I mean, I think Tillman could even play deeper if we really really were stuck for for a, a midfielder. Now Lowry can come in. I, don't, I think I think we've plenty of players. I don't. But I, I quite expect. Lundstrom to be to be playing touch and go for me is normally more go than touch. No, interesting one, and the only reason I say Raskin apparently he hasn't trained all week. It'll be his first day training tomorrow, um, which I think is a, a bit of a, a bit of a strange one if he was going to go and get sort of thrown in on that yeah, pitch. These players are super fit, uh, Mason. I mean, you were you were nearly a professional yourself, so you you, you must you must know yourself. One one week doesn't stop stop you being fit. It's uh, I've I've no problem with that. I mean, no, no, he I, hadn't he hasn't played games. That that was sort of a more of a hindrance. And you've seen what how he played last week. Yeah, that that's the issue, isn't it? I think you're absolutely right. If 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 Tillman had played, and uh, sorry, Tillman Raskin had played, you know, the amount of football that that everyone else has when Bill come in, I think they're just a the problem. I think it was his first start since November. I just think that's maybe the only. The only worry there, but um, I think I think he definitely, you know, I hope he gets minutes Saturday because obviously the game that we'll, we'll come on to uh, in next week's coming up very, very quickly. Davy P, another one, um, Connor Golson um, is uh, missed out last week for through a knock. I expect him to, to be coming into the team on Saturday. But what I want to ask you on that on that cup final next week, how do we go about Saturday? Do you play the team that's looking like it'll be the the team for the, 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 the you know the next week or do you, do you make changes and just deal with with you know the following week as it comes if you like well i think he'll be following the model which he kind of outlined you know today was was it's going to be the bulk of the team who will start next week will be out on saturday where possible and it will be pretty much at the fringes you know of tweaking uh, for the particular game because i think he will tweak the team that he plays just for, for particular opponents and maybe even the surface. I mean, it's just shocking that we actually have to include the, the surface we're playing on, you know, and, and factor that into the team you select because, uh, you know, it's just an absolute nonsense that we should be playing in on artificial surfaces in, in the top league in Scotland. But yeah, it will, it will be there on Saturday. And I, I think that uh, I, I would be playing as, as close to full strength as, as I possibly could in, on Saturday. With a view that you know we've got the five subs later on, should we uh, manage to get ourselves a couple in front, 
and, and take it on, on that basis rather than trying to play a weakened side and then try and recover the situation. Uh, Livingston haven't been in a great run of form of late, so uh, which which probably means that they'll be uh, saving themselves from Saturday and it'll be their cup final as, as it usually is. So I think we have to uh, put a, a strong team on Saturday and uh, apply ourselves you know, in the correct manner as we have been doing, you know, well, not so much uh, on Sunday there against Partick Thistle, but I think that the, the seven changes kind of reflected, uh, were, were reflected in the, in the way that the team started and we were kind of, kind of feeling our way into it. I would be playing it as close to full strength as, as we dare go. Obviously, we don't want to be risking people who, if the, if the knock's going to be a problem and it would mean ruling them out for the following Sunday, then clearly we don't take that chance. We have to... Uh, preserve you know some assets here to make sure that we've got this, the strongest team possible for the 26. Absolutely. I think you make a really good point about it's how we apply ourselves. Baby, baby T, the, the last game we had at, at Livingston was the first game of the season and I thought, you know, again, for the first 70 minutes, we were we moved the ball far too slow. Um, we didn't get anyone running in behind. It was a real, you know, it's a, it's a tough pitch to play on, which... You know, we, we we've said that many many a times on on you know about the artful artificial pitches, but let's not forget Inverness went there last week and, and won three uh, nil quite comfortably. So it is really all about us and how we got we go about this game. Yeah, that, the, I think the boys from the Black stuff they they beat them there two or three nil as well not so long ago. So they're obviously obviously not in forum, but um. No, um, yeah. Listen, Rangers should be going to any any park. A, a good Rangers team should go to any park and beating any team, including Parkhead for for me as well. But um, yeah, I actually think that the, the the Livingston Park is one of these parks that throws up these wee black pellets, isn't it? So I mean, I I think in Holland they 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 they, they didn't allow them anymore because they were they were it had something to do with cancer. There was a chance you'd get cancer off them. I'm not. I'm not 100% sure now, but I'm pretty sure they were sort of a band they parked, and it, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's actually the black pellets that are in it. They're, they're from old tires, ripped up old tires, and yeah, they should. They shouldn't be playing, and 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 nobody should be playing in the parks. I mean, I don't mind if, if they can bring in good, uh, all weather parks, no problem, but. They've got to be. They've got to be. No, no, not throwing up black pellets everywhere when you kick the ball. It's it's unbelievable. So I, I think, and it's obviously an advantage to Livingston because they're playing and training in it every day. Uh, and yeah, well, Rangers have got uh, plastic parks, so obviously uh, we we can train in that all week. But uh, it's not the same. It's not, they'll, they'll, they'll be they'll playing all, all the time and it's, it's a big advantage. But even given that, we should have, we should have enough class to, to beat them. Yeah, no, no, de definitely. And David P, I know, we, again, the pitch is it, the, it is one of the old, I think it's a 3G, I don't even think it's a, it's a 4G at Livingston. That, I think that's the, the issue. It should never be allowed to be played you know, in a top flight. It is, it's, that's, that's a different story. Um, and actually, last week I moaned. We all moaned about the, the Sky deal, um, um, and, and said, you know, it's a disgrace. But the game on Saturday is not 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 on TV. It's at three o'clock, so 
Um, if anyone wants to watch the game, they'll have to do it. Uh, they'll have to be on holiday. Mm-hmm. So um, get yourself a, a VPN. But um, David P, the last game that, that Livy was on uh, was against Hearts and the pitch was an absolute eyesore. So for this one, I actually can't blame Sky for not for not putting it on TV, to be honest. No, it just looks it just looks amateurish. It doesn't look like you know top league football when you're uh, going to the stadium, and the stadium, you know, other than you know ourselves, them, and possibly Hearts, you know, who who will, who will take a sizable away support. The, the stadium's you know is probably seventy five percent empty, playing on a on a plastic surface. As David says, you know, it's black bloody shredded tires flying up all over the place. It just looks hellish. And and the standard of the football you're playing, because the, the ball doesn't run true as it would in grass. So, and, you know, and it bounces differently, you know, because it, it can catch the surface far more, you know, because you put the spin on it. You can see why some of the goals that are scored in that stadium, which completely deceive players who, who expect the ball to behave one way and it then behaves another. Uh, and, and sometimes their their close control looks, you know, like they'd they'd never seen a football before, but they're expecting, you know, the ball to behave one way off a grass surface, and it doesn't. I just think the whole thing just looks amateurish, and uh, it should be stopped. You know, that ally to, you know, people who have the facility to 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 use VAR for the game and then choose not to use it. I mean, Sky must wring their hands and think, what are we doing with these guys? What they're doing with these guys is it's only because of us and them. That's the only game that they're really interested in, uh, and that's that's what they pay for, and that's why we we are paid so little because they're they're not really interested in and in, in, you know ninety percent of Scottish football, the, the cup ties, the cup semi finals final, which I think via play have got, and the the old firm games. So and and you know for us against. Anyone else away as anyway Ibrox, you know, and, and the same for the other lot. But beyond that, you know, I just I think the viewing figures tell you all you need to know. And Sky know that. So which is all it's all reflected in the money that we get. But we could we could improve it by by not playing on surfaces, you know, which are just not fit for purpose. No, I absolutely agree. They they need bind and, and that's something that should be an ongoable age. They should be at, at, they should by next season they should be away. Um, David T. Before we, we come on to um, we'll, t- we'll quickly touch on the, the cup final next week. Just 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 you know because I said that the build ups starting starting already for that one an absolute huge game. But would you like to see the league uh, expanded if we could if the TV deal was better? Um, you know it's something that really frustrates me. The twelve teams you know playing someone four times maybe six times if you get them again in the cup or a cup tie. Um, it's just Absolutely ridiculous. Well, as somebody that remembers uh, the old system where, where we played everybody twice, I think there was 18, 18 or 20 teams, can't remember exactly now, um, and you played everybody twice. There was an awful lot of games that didn't really matter. But the thing is, it, it, financially, uh, for a lot of teams, it, it, it's going to be difficult because then you're going to take it that you're going to be bringing four teams up I would imagine you would move up to 16 teams. Then you're going to be moving four teams up uh, from a lower division. And then financially, that's a big burden. Uh, maybe Dundee could handle it, but 
the likes of getting down the, the, to your Ambrose and your Montroses and your Sterling Albions and uh, then uh, I mean when, when I remember I think it was one of the the, the war teams then was St Johnston when when they were always at the bottom of the leagues uh, when 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 I was young but um, nah, financial I think it's a it would be a big uh, it's, it's the same with these amateur teams that that want to move up. I mean, in I can talk about Holland. There's, there's a few amateur teams that that can give the the second division in Holland teams a, a game, a good game, and probably beat them. But just financially, they're better off being amateur than 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 pushing themselves to to play uh, pay players high wages and, and and move up to move up a division. So I mean, that's that's what you're going to be asking teams to do. So I think financially, I think it pretty be hard to do. I'd like to see it because I'd prefer that we, we played teams only twice. Um, but um, I, I think financially, I don't think it's, it would be possible because I don't think we could get enough good teams anymore to up to, to to play in that kind of league. Yeah, no, no absolutely. And uh, Davey P, um, another player I sort of missed, going back to the, the football, another player I missed out was, was Tom Lawrence. Um Again, no news from, from Michael Bill today. Um, I think I've said, you know, for a number of weeks now, I think his season is pretty much looking like it's it's gonna gonna be over, which is a which is a been a been a real big blow for that considering the way he started and 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 you know ha, you know, we could really do with him now for, for next week. I think we could have done with him the whole season because uh, he was a, a massive blow, I think in particular for the Champions League, you know, he provided uh, energy, you know, sharpness, a goal threat. So, no, that's a real crying shame. That's uh, a real missed opportunity. But sorry, just to hop back to the kind of league structure and 18 teams, I think the, the, the longer-term solution for me for Scottish football would be, you know, a reduction in, in the numbers of clubs. You know, we've got 38 in, in four divisions which is absolutely absurd. I think England have got what, something like 90, you know, with uh, 10 times the population. So they, they will be better able to sustain clubs, you know, because we've got, you know, if you look at Fife, we've got uh, Dunfermline, East Fife, Wraith Rovers, you know, and if you were to tell them, the Wraith Rovers fans, oh, by the way, we think you should merge with East Fife and Dunfermline and provide, you know, Fife United or something, you know, a bigger club with a larger, you know, support, that that would be a kind of longer-term way of, of addressing some of these situations. But Turkeys, and, and they are Turkeys, they do not vote for Christmas. So the likes of Sterling Albion and East Sterling, who will accumulate and several hundred fans between them. We've got Stenhouse, Muir and Alawa, all within spitting distance of one another. When, when they could combine those resources and actually maybe actually progress the thing. But no one wants to give up their wee club who's been on the go for And, you know, my granny was, has been selling the pies for generations and we're just not prepared to give that up. It's head in the sand nonsense. But 38 clubs over, you know, the, the population of Scotland, it's just insane. But we just can't bring ourselves to help ourselves. And... Uh, and so we're paid accordingly, I'm afraid. Sorry, Mason, what was your question? No, that's right. You, you answered it well and uh, about Tom Lawrence, but I absolutely agree there. I think that's one thing I've never understood properly with with the, the rest of Scottish football is why there are so many clubs when really 
one club would do three or four. Um, and I get, you know, the, the rivalries that built up over the years, but it's just, it's just insane. As you said, England's got 72 in the top flight, um, you know, between the, the three leagues, uh, four leagues, sorry. Um, but, you know, I said, it's, it's a population that's much, much bigger. Um, so, yeah, it say doesn't doesn't help themselves at all on that. Davey T, though, on to, to touching on, on Sunday's game, um, how important is it that we that we go in there with, with momentum and, and, and another win? Um, I know the old saying, uh, form goes out the window in old firm games, but it, it is really important that we, we tick off another win on, on Saturday. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll start the way that Hearts start. Uh, we started against Hearts. Uh, anyway, I was going to say Dundee and Dundee United as well. They're next door to each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, no, hopefully we start the same way as we did against Hearts. Uh, we, we started slow against uh, Patrick Thistle again. No, Ross County, I think I think we were nearly sleeping at halftime. So, it, it, unfortunately... Having a bad start has been more regular than having a good start. We've really only done it against uh, Hearts and possibly Celtic. You could or them, sorry, Davy. <laughs> I think, uh, but um, no, I, 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 we've got to we've got to try. We've got to sort this out. It's one problem Bill's got to to sort out uh, is is that um, this slow start because we're but it looks like we're standing watching. And the, 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 the play is so slow in the first half. I mean, if you think in uh, the way we started, uh, was it Ross County where, where we would Kamara and and, 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 and Lundstrom and Barisic is also a, a, a figure in it. All they were doing was passing the ball sideways, backwards, sideways, backwards. And it was, it was just uh, really, really boring to watch. And I think Bill Bill said, well, I don't think I know. I know Bill said that he wants to try and improve the football for the fans as well. Although winning was an important thing at the moment, he's in the long term he's got to improve the football, and that's certainly one thing that he can really start at the, at the beginning now is the speed the teams are coming out at. And uh, although I must admit, Patrick Thistle uh, got right into us in the beginning. Uh, it, it, on Saturday and uh, or Sunday, and uh, they they really didn't give us a chance, really, for or didn't give us a chance, but they, they weren't letting us settle, put it that way. And uh, no, it was uh, a lot to to do with them, and I thought they played really well actually. And it's a shame they sacked their manager after it. That's uh, that was pretty, yeah, a low, a low kick in the gut for them, to be honest with you. Uh, you'd think after that that game that uh, that it would it would have been quite safe. But um, obviously, there's been deeper line problems uh, that, that didn't wasn't just that game. But uh, no, we've got to come out. Please, Rangers, come out! All uh, guns firing and and get into them from the beginning because you know a team like Livingston. Once you get into a slog, then they keep their they get their men back. They ten, ten men in the in the defence, and yeah, then, then then it's very hard to break through. And especially when they're playing bad. Although you never know, they might they might think, oh, we watched Patrick Thistle last week, and we'll, we might try and get into them from the beginning. At least it'll give us more room. So, yeah, speed is a thing. Move the ball quickly. We saw it against Hearts. If you move the ball quick, 
then you play good and close down in their half. That that's an important thing as well. If you if if, if you're just going to keep passing the ball about the back, as soon as we lose the ball, we have done it uh, in the fifty-five year. We done it. We close teams down as soon as they get out their own half. As soon as the keeper threw it out, we were closing our players down. We were getting the ball back in a high position, and then we were we were just rumping over them, and that's the way we should be playing. Yeah. Now, pacing the team on Saturday is absolutely vital, um, and I think David P. Sakala will be the man that, that comes and provides that. We, we we didn't have that last week, and against Ross County, we went with Cantwell instead. But I feel like um, games these you know the away game we see against Hearts is probably the, the probably our, for me the best. You put Raskin in there. With Lundstrom, I'd say that that was our best best eleven, and then that's the eleven I'm hoping for next week. But is is that fair to say, David P. Sakala over Cantwell for for the game on Saturday? I think uh, fashion brings uh, lots of pace, energy, enthusiasm, commitment. You know, he goes at it. He never fails to deliver in terms of you know commitment, fashion Sakala. So we'll love to see him for that. You know, sometimes the quality's a, a little questionable, but uh, he, he's. I think fashion has uh, has come on leaps and bounds, you know, the last few months. I think since Michael Beale arrived, probably, it's, it just seems to have, you know, a, a wee bit more composure. It's not just bloated it as hard as you as you like. I mean, I think uh, Curry mentioned, you know, in the, in the comments earlier tonight, you know, about Tavernier, and I would uh, again question uh, Tavernier's continued uh, role in the team because I think the the slow starts, I would be expecting your skipper to be loads more vocal. I want to see him being, uh, you know, remonstrating with some of the guys who are who are just not up to speed to make sure that we, we come out and we get the tempo just as we saw at Newcastle, at Tynecastle, sorry. So you know we can do it, is that? But most of these occasions that we choose not to do it because for whatever reason, you know, the motivation is not there, you know. In Sunday, it was only Partick Thistle. We'll eventually overcome them. I think that attitude has to change. I think we need to be a bit more energetic, enthusiasm. As David says, we play at a bit more pace because we have got technically better players. So I, I think we should be uh, exploiting that and, and by playing the game a bit, a bit faster. So, no, I think we, uh, I think Tavernier's really got to have a wee word with himself because. Connor Golson's the captain anyway, so uh, I think he needs to step up in terms of his own performance, but in terms of what he brings as a leader to that team, he needs to lead. And, and by with that sometimes means having a wee go at some people. Uh, but I think he's in the position where how can I have a go at someone when I'm you know not doing that well myself? However, uh, I think we should be uh, addressing that hopefully on Saturday. No, a really good point about Connor Goldson um, and the leader that he is. Um, I think, yeah, again, we, you know, there's no, there's no, um, you know, no surprise that since he's come back into the team that we we've gone unbeaten. You see the levels drop when he wasn't playing on on um, Sunday. I, I don't see that first 20, 25 minutes going like that if Goldson's playing. Maybe there is a a little spell, but you see him getting at people, getting in people's faces. And, and just to touch on that, I read uh, Tom uh, Todd Cantwell said how well he, he settled in. And he did, to be fair, he did mention James having his help, but he said Connor Goldson has been the one in the changing room that's really shown him what, what Rangers is all about, which I found really interesting. 
Bill mentioned it yesterday as well in, in the in the Rangers TV, and he said that he, he has visions of Tab not only Tavernier but Goldson uh, lifting the trophies, um, which again I thought was a little bit of a strange one because you normally just mention the captain. But um, I think David T wants to come in on, on that as well. Yeah, there was one thing that um, Bill said, and he said it a couple of times now, and at that time it went over the Lowry situation. And he was talking about the players coming through from the B team, how that worked. And he said that the, the, the coaches from the B team gave them a report. And then he and his team went to, to watch the watch the player. And they, they, they got together and put their heads together and, and talked about that player. And then at the end up, he said, but it's the senior players that decide whether he's ready to come through to the first team or not. And that, that really surprised me. That, that That's the second or third time he said that, that the senior players decide. Because when we were talking about Lowry, uh, he said the senior players need to accept him first. And that seems to be, it's a, it's a funny way. I would think that he's got to make that decision whether they come up or not. But he said senior players. And that's the second or third time, as I say. Yeah. No, no, definitely. It's an interesting one because I've not really heard a, a manager come out and say that. Um, yeah. Not in public anyway. Um, but uh, def definitely an interesting one. And maybe it is a case of, to, you know, he's worked with young players, Bill, more than he's probably worked with, with senior players in terms of, so that might be something that, that, that you know, works in the long run for, for, for people like Alex Lowry, who, you know, you hear stories that he, he fancies himself a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. But, um, you know, maybe a kick up the backside from the players is what's needed. But, but gents, that's us coming to the hour now. So I think it's a good time to sign off. So, Davey P, thanks for coming on tonight. What's your prediction for the game on, on Saturday? Hey, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll put in a good performance. And I think the, the performance on Saturday is, is, I mean, obviously we want the result and, and that's the most important thing. But I think it's all, almost as equally important on Saturday as that we get a performance. I think it will give us confidence for the following weekend. You know, I so really want us to be yeah, bouncing out of uh, Almondvale or the spaghetti hut, whatever, whatever it's called this week. So we, we should be bouncing out of there on Saturday, having put in a good performance, achieved a good win. You know, hopefully we come out with uh, injury-free and, 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 and confident, positive, so that we get a good week in training, get ourselves ready for the for the real the real deal the following Sunday. So because we uh, we need a big performance from from our team against them. Oh, absolutely, and that, and that's what uh, did I say two 0 <laughs> so, so was that two, Davy, or three? Two nil, yeah. Two. I mean, because I've been, I've been going uh, two nil, three nil, four nil. None of it's come actually ever happened. So <laughs> I'm going two nil, hoping that it might be north of that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Davy. Davy, T. Thanks again, as always. What's your prediction for Saturday? Yeah, thanks. Uh, at the the Lori Lasagna Stadium. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, well. As I say, I hope hopefully we come out flying guns. The last time I think it was at Ibrox, the the young young ex Rangers player Stephen Kelly certainly played a really good game. So hopefully we, we keep him quiet and not let him run sort of a affect the game that we did the last time. But um, no, I'll I've been saying five 0 but I won't chance that hand this time. So I'll I'll go for a three one Rangers. 
Nice one, Davey. 3 1. Um, I, do you know what? Davey P took the words right out of my mouth earlier. He said, We've we been going big score lines and, and nothing's come in. So uh, I'm going to follow Davey P. I think it'll be a, a 2 0 win. But uh, the performance is, is the main thing. I want to see us, well, not the main thing, but I want to see us perform and win going into that big one um, next weekend, which we'll start the build up with on Sunday night. Um, but as always, thanks everyone for the comments and, and for listening. We'll be back um, Sunday to review hopefully another win over Livingston. As always, take care. We are the people. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.